Hello there and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. We're going to have our final look today at the parable of the sower, Mark chapter 4 verses 1 to 20 and I've entitled this episode The Sower and the Seed. We pray together. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this day. If we're listening to this early in the morning, we welcome the day, a day that is alive with possibilities and challenges. If we're praying at midday, We praise you for all that is past and trust you for all that's to come. And at the end of the day, O Lord, we pray that you would grant us rest and refreshment. But now we pray that you would help us to dig into your word, that we would understand it better Help us to appreciate it more and more. Help us to know, not just in our heads, but in our hearts, that your word is life and health and peace to us. The very words of God. Human words, yes, because in your grace you used human authors. And yet inspired by you, entirely trustworthy and true. We praise you for the God-breathed nature of your word. And we ask now that by the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that inspired your word, you would so come to us that you would lighten our hearts and our minds, give us eyes to see and give us the strength to put your word into practice. Transform us by your grace, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Mark chapter 4, verses 1 to 20, once again. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. A crowd that gathered round him was so large that he got into the boat and sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, 
the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like the seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. We have thought about the different soils in this parable, and it may be that just as you've heard that reading through and as you've followed it through, God is prompting you, God is challenging you about that again. Don't be afraid to press pause, to sit with that thought and pray into your life what God is saying to you today. But for this reflection, I want to focus especially not on the soils on this occasion, but on the seed and on the sower. The seed, as we're told, is the word of God. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ that comes to us. Notice especially how it is sown. The farmer sows the seed. And we, as God's people, are to sow the word. We're to scatter it. And be clear that this is a scattering. We have many modern methods of farming and they are extremely efficient. A farmer or maybe a gardener might plant a seed very carefully in the ground. If it's a farm, they doubtless have a mechanised way of doing this. It's very efficient. The seed goes in to the best soil. But farming in Jesus' day was very different. You would have had the farmer with a a bag of seed and they would have scattered it. They would have flung it out far and wide. It's an indiscriminate scattering. It's extravagant. It's not planting by machine. We might think of broadcasting, casting the seed of the word far and wide, the farmer reaching into his bag of seed, grabbing a handful 
and flinging it out. And we see in the parable some of that seed goes onto the rock. Some of that seed lands in thorny places. Not all of it, by any means, lands on the good soil. I want to say to you that I believe that we are called to do the same. We're not all called to be evangelists. There is a a specific gift. But we're all called to be witnesses. We're all called to share. We're all called in the imagery here to scatter the seed, to gossip the gospel, to take the opportunities that God gives us to share by life and by lip. And the key thing here is that we scatter the gospel far and wide. I encourage you not to write someone off as someone who is beyond the gospel. They may seem like thorny ground. They may seem very rocky ground. They may seem like a a hard path. The earth, such as it is, has been pressed down by many people walking over it. It's been compacted. Surely the gospel seed can't take root here. Surely the seed can't take root in that person's life. They're beyond the gospel. They're too worldly, as we say. But we never know. And our call is not to make judgments as to who will receive And who won't? God might just be working in the heart of that person who seems to us to be hard and stony soil. Got a a prayer letter a few days ago from friends in London, and I know that they have been praying for a relative for many, many years, sharing and praying, sharing and praying. And the amazing thing is that in the last moments of her life, this lady who was very, very elderly made a clear commitment to Jesus. Hard and stony soil, the seed that had been scattered, the seed that had been prayed over year after year after year, it didn't seem to penetrate at all. And yet at the last, God softened the heart and the ground, the hard ground, the compacted ground became good soil. The seed entered and it bore fruit. Maybe you've been praying for a relative, a friend, a work colleague for many years and nothing seems to be happening. Don't give up. Keep praying. Maybe you have been quietly witnessing in appropriate ways. Maybe that you're, you're listening and your partner, your husband, your wife is not converted and you have been praying faithfully and witnessing quietly, living differently year after year. Don't give up. Continue to do so. Do so faithfully. It's not for us to judge what soil someone is. That is down to God. Keep praying, keep sowing, keep scattering the seed. Who knows what God is going to do? 
we pause to pray together. And I want to encourage you now just to think of someone that you know. And it just seems the the soil of their lives, if I can just stretch this image out a bit, the soil of their lives has become hard and compacted. It's stony. Nothing seems to penetrate. Lift them before the Lord now and ask that he wouldn't send the rain of his Holy Spirit to soften the ground that the seed of the word might enter. O Lord God, we do lift our friends, our families, our neighbours to you. We pray for any who are listening who have unconverted partners, perhaps other unconverted close relatives, mothers, brothers, fathers, sisters. Oh, Lord God, in your mercy and in your grace, soften the ground, send the rain of the Holy Spirit to break up the ground, to soften hardened hearts. Lord, where hearts are like stone, We pray that you would melt them so that in the imagery of Scripture they become hearts of flesh, live and beating, and ready to receive your gospel message. Work by the power of the Holy Spirit. May there be rejoicing, wonderful joy in heaven as men and women, boys and girls, turn to you. And bring that rejoicing into our own hearts too, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen.